She commuted from Tribeca, and she was wearing jeans and French sneakers. Like me, she wasn't one of those people who grew up on the Upper East Side and never touched a doorknob in their entire life. Hurry, let's plow up front. As we started up the marble stairs, a white Cadillac Escalade pulled up to the curb. You could tell a hundred feet away that there were children of a major CEO inside. It came to a stop, and the aristocratic driver, wearing a bowler hat like Odd Job, got out and walked around to open the door, and the four McAllister kids piled out of their SUV with four Filipina nannies, each holding a child's hand. All four of the nannies were wearing white pants, white rubber-soled shoes, and matching Dora the Explorer nurses' shirts with little band-aids all over them. There were so many little children and nurses in their tight little pack that they looked like a centipede making its way up the steps. At five minutes after three, the school opened, and the parents politely but forcefully pushed each other to get in. Up four flights of stairs to the gym, I could hear echoes of young male voices and the screech of sneakers. St. Henry's fourth-grade team was already out practicing in their royal blue and white uniforms. I quickly scanned the court for my Dylan but didn't see him. The moms and dads from Dylan's school were beginning to gather on one side of the bleachers. Scattered among them were the team's siblings with their nannies, representing almost every country in the United Nations. No Dylan. I finally spotted him huddled on a bench near the locker room door. He was still dressed in his khakis and white button-down shirt with the collar undone. His blue blazer was draped on the bench beside him. When he saw me, he squinted and looked away. My husband, Philip, summoned the exact same expression when he was angry and feeling put upon. Dylan, I'm here. You're late, Mom. Sweetheart, I'm not late. Well, some of the moms got here before you. You know what? There's a line outside, four moms deep, and I can't cut the line. There's a lot of moms still coming up behind me. Whatever, he looked away. Honey, where's your uniform? In my backpack. I could feel the waves of stubborn tension emanating from my son. I sat down next to him. It's time to put it on. I don't want to wear my uniform. Coach Robertson came over. You know what? He put his arms in the air, signaling his exasperation. I'm not going to force him into it every time. I told him he would miss the game, but I can't make him put the uniform on. If you want to know the reality of the situation here, he's being ridiculous. It's really not being ridiculous, okay? This guy was never in tune with Dylan. I brought the coach to the side. We've all discussed this, Dylan's unease before a game. He's nine years old. It's his first year on a team. The coach didn't seem to be moved, and he took off. Then I put my arm around Dylan. Honey, Coach Robertson isn't my favorite person, but he's right. It's time to put on the uniform. He doesn't even like me. He likes all the boys the same, and even if he's tough, he just wants you to play. Well, I'm not gonna. Even for me? Dylan shook his head. He had big brown eyes and strong features with thick dark hair that never fell just right. Dylan's mouth smiled more than his eyes ever did. Dylan, hurry! Douglas Wood, an obnoxious little kid with freckles, a crew cut, and a pudgy bottom waddled over. What's wrong with you, Dylan? Nothing. Well, then how come you're not playing? I am playing. Well, how come you don't have your uniform on? Because my mom had to talk to me. It's her fault. 
Coach Robertson, angry with Douglas for leaving the warm-up and with my son for his refusal to play at all, marched toward us, pumping his elbows. Come on, kid. Time's up. Let's go. He picked up Dylan's backpack and pulled him by his hand toward the locker room. Dylan rolled his eyes back at me and lumbered along, dragging his uniform behind him on the floor. I headed for the bleachers with an ache in my heart. Catherine, who'd gone ahead to save me a seat in the bleachers, was now waving to me from the fifth row on St. Henry's side. She had twin boys in Dylan's grade, as well as a daughter at our nursery school. Her twins, Lewis and Nikki, were fighting over a ball, and Coach Robertson leaned down to whistle loudly into their ears to break it up. I watched Catherine stand up to get a better look at their arguing, her long blonde ponytail cascading down the back of her worn suede jacket. As I edged by twenty people to slip in next to her, she sat down and squeezed my knee. We made it just in time, she said, smiling. Tell me about it.